This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And welcome to the show that talks Seahawks with Kevin Daggett and Wayne Vowell. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Can't complain. It's been a decent first two games of the season, even though that last one was a a bit too close. They're still 2-0, and the offense looks a whole lot better than it normally does starting off in the season. Um, so they, they did win a close game, you know, on Sunday, uh, last last second, literally last three seconds stand. That, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But Russell Wilson was on fire again, five touchdowns to five different receivers, including rookie Freddie Swain. Um, what else can we say about Russell Wilson that we haven't said for the last few years? But he's even better this year, right? I think he is. And it's, I don't know. I mean. He's not getting any younger, but he sure is getting better. That's for sure. You think? Do you think it is that the offense is not really opened up? So I mean, it's opened up to some degree, I guess. But it just something about it just seems different. I don't know if it's Schott and Brian Schottenheimer being up in the booth and maybe he sees the field a little bit better than he did on the on the field. But something something looks different with the offense immediately. Well, he's he does. Uh, there's been a few times where he hasn't had much time and he's gotten dumped, but he appears to have more time. So I think the blocking has improved. Um, I think Lewis is doing a good job. I mean, he's a rookie. There's a, you know, there's a big difference between blocking guys in college and the, you know, the guys in the pros are a lot bigger and a lot faster, but I think he's doing a good job minus a couple penalties. But, you know, if we can keep that Brown healthy on that other side, that blind side, I, I mean, I'm surprised at, at how well the offensive line is doing, and I hope um, I hope they keep it up and stay healthy. But, I mean, Russell Wilson's getting some time. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And, and you know, their, their running game seems to be when they need to run, it's there. I mean, Chris Carson had 4.2 yards per average, and some of that was when they were kind of ran on running downs and stuff like that, which they haven't really done too much in the last first two weeks of the season. But they did average over five yards a run against the Cowboys. But I, I guess you kind of hit on it. The best part is Mike Ayupati, Ethan Posick, or you know, Posick's a new starter at center. Uh, Lewis is there. He's picked up a few penalties. And Brandon Shell. But you really haven't heard their names very much, which is exactly what you want from an offensive lineman, yeah? Exactly, yeah. And I, I mean, you mentioned Carson. Carson's... He's a pretty good receiver also. <laughs> catching the ball up. I mean, catching the ball on the flat, catching the ball down the field. I mean, and and he's just, he is a north south guy. I mean, he gets the ball and it's straight up the straight up the field. Yeah, he's 9 for 9 on his targets so far this season. Uh and and three touchdowns through two games. He doesn't have any rushing touchdowns, but he has two or sorry, three receiving touchdowns and you know, they told us well, Seahawks brass has always mentioned, Hey, he's got great hands, but they hadn't really used them too much this year. They're using them more 
and he maybe he won't have he might have a thousand yard rushing season, but they're using him in a way where he's going to have a whole lot more total yards. I think. Yeah, I agree, and you know we'll see. Hopefully, he can stay healthy, and Carlos Hyde's a big back, and then you know we get Penny back in a few weeks, and and um, hopefully we'll we'll see. But yeah, he's he's uh, his all purpose yards. Uh, I'd say that's more important than his rushing yards as far as the team goes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, DK Metcalf, second season. Um, man, I mean, he had that really, really bad drop in week one where he caught, had somebody on Seahawks or Seattle radio talk about that catch that he dropped in the, in the first game where it hit him right in the hands. And they were like, yeah, sometimes those are the hardest ones to catch. Cause you're, you're not used to, I'm like, come on, I hit him right in the hands. But other than that, you know, he's been fantastic. I mean, going up against Stephon Gilmore, who was a defensive player of the year in the NFL last year, um, four of six on targets, beat him deep. And then, you know, the thing I like watching probably most about Metcalf, other than watching him run past people going on deep post routes, is the fact that when he catches it and somebody tries to tackle him, there was that one where he gained what, I guess it was 14, 19 yards, whatever it was, but he caught it and turned Gilmore had no chance of, of tackling him. He just kept, he could have run as far as he wanted, just kept pushing the guy, right? Yeah, he's a problem. And he had, he was in Gilmore's head. Gilmore was pissed. You know, as far as dropping passes, I do believe that uh, number 11, Julio Jones, <laughs> dropped a perfectly thrown pass from his fellow wide receiver last week. So I'll give Metcalf <laughs> a pass on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's, there's no reason Metcalf, because of the start he's already had, shouldn't have a thousand yards this season. And the funny thing is, I still think Tyler Lockett is probably the more versatile receiver that they have, and probably going to be. He may not have the yards. He'll probably have more catches than Metcalf. They both may go over a thousand yards, which the you know Seahawks well, that would be new. But it's just great to have two really good receivers. And and the good thing is David Moore stepped up. In week two, you, you never know how he's going to be from game to game. He'll have three really good games, and then he'll have three games where he just disappears. Either way, Josh Gordon's going to come back at some point. This offense could get even better. Yeah, that's I was I was going to mention Gordon. I'm looking forward to that guy, another big-bodied receiver. And I'd say if uh, if Greg Olson can start taking a deep breath at the line and remember the snap count, <laughs> but, uh, I, Disley's. Disley's playing well, staying you know staying healthy so far, and I, I tell you what, the offense is. I'm completely shocked and uh, happily shocked at how well the offense is playing, and it's 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 nice to see because over the past few years, that offensive line has just been a disaster, and everybody knows it, um, but things seem to be clicking this year on the offense. Yeah, on the offense. And and actually, my next points are kind of on the defense because uh, Jamal Adams, he got another sack, was in on another eight tackles, just beastly against the run. But, man, he got smoked a few times deep. I, teams are going to take advantage of that, aren't they? Yeah, that that is a problem. And, you know, as far as the defense goes, my, my buddy uh, – Texting back and forth with some buddies and my buddy Larson, he's his quote was the defense is not a sustainable model for success. <laughs> and uh, I would have to agree with him on that one. But yeah, Adams, I mean, you know, and I don't know 
it almost looks like they've said, hey, if you see something, go for it. You know, do do what you see. And then when they throw him back in coverage, yeah, you're right. He's not um, – it's not uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like all pro first team, everything, defensive player, and anything but covering deep. And I guess we could should kind of give him a break because Quandre Diggs, you know, he got tossed early because of the helmet-to-helmet contact against the Patriots receiver Harry. He, he deserved to be, he should, he should have known better. He deserved that to be kicked out again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I was mean, brutal. but if he had played, been playing deep, you know, it may have looked a little different. I mean, the defense changes a little bit, just you know, especially after losing Blair, Ugo Amati stepped up and I thought he played pretty well, but Blair would have been the guy who probably would have taken, uh, Diggs's position so Adams was kind of sometimes playing out of position for where the Seahawks want him to play. So hopefully this week it'll look a little differently. There's they're still giving up way too many passing yards. But the Falcons game, they were so far ahead. They were going to give up yards and they've always you know Pete Carroll is 8-0 when a team throws for 400 yards against this team, which is weird. So um you know they want to get a lead and, and the same kind of thing happened with the Patriots, but Newton looked really good, but still you can't have as you just, your friend said, you know, that's, that's not sustainable for success. You can't have Jamal Adams focusing, you know, two or three really, really good things, but not being able to cover deep because that's going to get him beat in some game at some yeah, point. And then, and then, and then the in defense of the defensive backfield, when you don't have a pass rush, which I think everybody will admit that we don't have a very good pass rush. When you give a quarterback, five to to 10 seconds to throw the ball an average receiver is going to be able to get open. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you can shuck a defensive back if you, if you've got all day to run back there and you know, it's just, uh, so, I mean, a lot of it, they don't have a sh- I mean, they don't have a chance. How long can you cover a guy? Right. So. John Clayton t- today on, on a show on C- uh, 710 ESPN Seattle actually said that, that the Seahawks were getting more pressure this year. I'm like, what What games is he watching? Maybe there's some stat out there that's showing the Seahawks are getting more pressure. When I see the two games, I'm like, they're getting nothing. There, no, there's no pressure <laughs> unless they blitz, who's, which they can't do. Exactly. Who's got Who's got the sacks this year? Jamal Adams with mm-hmm. two. I mean, uh. yeah, Mayoa has uh, one. And it was like, when I looked at the stats, I was like, when did he get a sack? I don't even remember that. I mean, I don't know. They're, they're so inconsistent. Uh, I mean, just when, but when somebody wants to go back, there's no reason against the, in the two games they've played with the leads that they've had, where they've been 15 points or more, they should have more sacks. You, that's, you know, you've got to, th- the other team has to throw, you know, you can put pressure on them by not getting pressure or not getting sacks or getting any pressure period, that's bad. That's a bad thing. Yeah. And in my, in my opinion, if, if I think if white plays in that game, if they got their, their running back in the game, I'm not sure we win that game. And I, I, I there was no doubt in my mind that Cam Newton was going to score a touchdown from the one yard line. <laughs> how does, how does a six foot five, 265 pound, Mobile quarterback who runs straight through people. How does he not score in that position? It's um, you look at it almost like he hesitated, but hey, he didn't. A win's a win. I'll take it. 
Yeah. And I, I blame that. I mean, the Seahawks made made a, a good play. Several of the uh, Seahawks did. LJ Collier, Lano Hill, Bobby Wagner calling out what the play was. But the Patriots, they just gave away that play because they everybody knew which side they were going to run to and what they were going to do. What they really should have done probably is done what they did earlier in the game where Newton looks like he's going to run and then throws a pass to somebody. The guy would have been wide open. But it ended yeah, up, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. Because Newton did look, I mean, when he when he went to go that way, he looked shocked that there was people there. So he, <laughs> he almost like he hesitated and like, uh, he was like, Seattle has a I... defense? What? <laughs> <laughs> when did this happen? Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, but it was it was nice to say. Maybe it'll really help LJ Collier. I mean, he did get penetration. Leno Hill blew up the play, blew up the fullback, which is what he was supposed to do. And I don't think the Patriots ex- expected him to be able to do that. But then Collier did get the penetration, and then didn't try to make a tackle where he like tried to grab. He made the perfect tackle. He went for the legs and and took out Newton's legs and and flipped him upside down. Hope I mean, LJ Collier. Everybody says on the Seahawks that you've heard in the press. They've they've been talking about hey L J Collier he's he's a good player he's he can be a good player and he's playing better this year and maybe maybe he needs that kind of moment to be like you know what I I can play at this level I mean because he's got to be because he was out of shape hurt last year and uh, you know he still doesn't have the confidence that he could be a productive NFL player but plays like that will help him and then help the team because if he can be seventy seventy percent of what Michael Bennett was then that's a win, right? Yeah, and he's he's a big guy. He's he's a good he is a good player and I think you're right. It, you know, some plays like that stopping that huge man from getting in the end zone. That's I mean, that's who stops Cam Newton? Not very many people, but he did. And so that is a confidence builder for sure. So going into week 3 against the Cowboys, the Cowboys won um, they won. Uh, they won exciting fashion. That kick, the onside kick, was ridiculous. Um, Stupid. How Dan Quinn is not. I, I like Dan Quinn. I wish he was the defensive coordinator of the Seahawks, to be honest. But how he doesn't maybe available for that job soon. pretty soon. Yeah, and Ken Norton <laughs> Jr. might be. You know, uh, the Seahawks don't make moves like that really in the middle of the season. But at some point, you got to start looking elsewhere. Because uh, you got there's talent there on the Seahawks defense. It's not just the the lack of talent. They've got talent. Sometimes it's just the scheme. Jamal Adams is going to transcend any defensive coordinator he has because that's how good of a player he is. Because he has some flashy stats isn't because Ken Norton Jr. is his defensive coordinator. It's because Jamal Adams is a great player. But that said, um, you know, going into to week three, we we do have. Jordan Brooks, he's already been announced as the starter, so I guess they're going to go 4-3 definitely to start with. Um, and Brooks has played some decent time, but you know, there's nothing that I've seen, unless they just really want his speed, unless they're thinking they're u- going to use Brooks or one of the other linebackers in a different way to to change up the, the defense a little bit. Are you surprised that Brooks has announced as the starter? It seems... Pete seems so confident that he's going to be really good in that first start against a, a really good offense. I don't know that I'm surprised. I mean, you know, Pete likes his guys and he, you know, if he, he likes the guy, he'll go with them. I, I, I think it'd be a good test for him. Um, you know, 
Dallas. I think we can beat Dallas. I, my problem, I, I think Cam Newton's better than Dak Prescott, to be honest with you. But I, I mean, still, if you give Dak Prescott as much time as you gave him Cam Newton, you're going to have the same result. But and they're going to they got a big running back in Zeke Elliott, and again, you know, we got that pressure. Yeah, I guess the 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 rush def, the rush defense on that line has been a little bit better than the pass rush, but I don't. You know, we'll see. But I, I think, you know, we'll see what Brooks does. Give him a shot. Yeah, I think, and you brought up a good point. The run defense, which was atrocious last year, is a lot better this year. And maybe it's because Adams is playing. But, you know, Brian Monet's been really, really good. Puna Ford's been good and run stopping. Uh, Jaron Reed's played really well. Hasn't really put any pressure on the quarterback yet. Um, not too much anyway. But, you know, the defensive tackle group is even though it's really, really thin, if anybody gets hurt, they're, you know, really scared, but, uh, but they've been really good. And, and of course now there's a, not a rumor, a report that, uh, Snacks Harrison is going to come in for a visit next week in Seattle. Are, are you excited that there's a chance that Seattle could sign Snacks Harrison, or would you be more excited that maybe they try to sign Clay Matthews or somebody like that? Uh, that's a tough. I'd like to see him sign them both, but um, if Harrison's in shape, that sounds good to me. You know, I, and I mean, I guess if he want, you know, he was going to retire, now he wants to play. Hopefully, he's been in, he's been working out. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But either one of those guys is actually, you know, fine with me. I, I think um, if somehow they could get them both, or you know, but either either one's good for me. Yeah, both would be nice. Somebody's got to replace uh, Bruce Irvin, uh, obviously, who left with a knee injury and is out for the season. He he had three quarterback hits this year. He hasn't had a sack. Um, and I, I don't know how much production they were going to be able to get out of him. Maybe he was going to be a consistently good, decent veteran. But um, they really need what they really need is a chance to, besides Jordan Brooks starting, they need to maybe give Alton Robinson a chance to play. Or Daryl Taylor to come in and you know be healthy, but they were raving about Alton Robinson in training camp, and now they haven't. They've he's been inactive the first two weeks. Yeah, why? I don't understand that. I mean, that's exactly, and it, it, I think Taylor will be good when he when he comes in. I mean, I think we've I think there's some good personnel there. I just don't know when we're going to get to see him. But yeah, Robinson. Why are we not seeing Robinson? I don't understand that. Yeah, that's, that seemed weird. But the flip side for Dallas is they have no pass rush either. Even though they seem to have, uh, you know, a few players who have done it in the past, they've got two sacks and even less pressure than the Seahawks. How how that can be, I have no idea. But, you know, uh, you know, on the positive side, talking, we've been talking about all these quarterbacks throwing for lots of yards. Seattle has kind of a a, a guy named Russell Wilson, who a lot of people don't know about, who's pretty decent, decent quarterback. What's it going to be like with him? All his weapons. If Dallas can't get any pressure on him, he's going to throw all day, right? Oh, it's going to be lovely. Cause those guys, I mean, <laughs> same thing, same thing. You got Tyler Lockett, who's, he's probably one of the fastest guys in the NFL. And you know, you give Russell a little bit of time. He's going to get open. Matt Cap's going to get open. I mean, you got a tight end underneath. I mean, all of our tight ends can catch the ball. So I, I, yeah, it's going to be, I hope, hopefully it's going to be ugly. Mick, Mick Chris Carson. 
Yeah, and Chris Carson and Metcalf's going to destroy that Cowboys secondary. I I got a feeling. Um. Anyway, so yeah, the Cowboys are lucky to be one and one. They did win against the the Falcons in a game they shouldn't have because the Falcons like to give up big leads in the second half of games for whatever reason. Um, I, and I hate to see that because, like I said, Dan Quinn seems like a decent guy, but he probably, you know, he's got to be on his way out. Zero and two start against two decent teams, but man, that's a terrible way to lose in week two. And the team didn't look prepared in, in week one against the Seahawks. But that said, you know, winning a game like that for Dallas, even though they really shouldn't have won it, that's got to be an emotional boost coming into week two or week three, I would think. Yeah, I think so too. And to be honest with you, Seattle was kind of in the same boat. I mean, they all, they almost lost the game too in the you know in the last second, if if not for a, a hesitating Cam Newton. But um, yeah, I don't that that the way the Falcons just blew that. And I like Matt Ryan too. I mean, he's a yeah, I do too. You know, he's he's a pretty good quarterback, and I I've always liked that guy. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's we'll see what what they got. Um, you know, Dallas is always, they're always relatively tough. I mean, it's, they got a lot of history and, um, a lot of haters, but a lot of fans. So we'll, you know, we'll see. I, th- I think we, I think we win, but, um, yeah, the, the one thing, the one thing I did miss and everybody missed, of course, is watching the game and just think how loud the 12s would have been in that Patriots game, especially at the end on the goal line. Um, so I, it's kind of weird because I think the offense would do just as well, whether there were 12s in the stands or not, because they're going to be quiet at home. Um, maybe they feed off it a little bit better, but they scored, you know, what, 38 points or whatever, 35 points against uh, the Patriots and 38 against the Falcons. They're fine. But maybe, you know, at home, the defense is actually hurt a little bit because the other team's offense and maybe why teams are scoring so much like crazy this year is that the opposing offenses are at, on the on the road are not hurt at all by fans screaming out. But I would have that's that's I think if I could have given changed anything, obviously in in week two, it would have been to have Seahawks fans in the stands and get their reaction to what was happening. Yeah, that would be something else. And I tell you what. What's funny to watch is <laughs> these guys when they get a sack or they do a big play, they still do their showboating and, <laughs> and their, their little dances. And you're like, wait a minute, there's nobody in the stands. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but I guess I guess you're just getting it. Maybe they do that in practice. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe they do it for their teammates because you watch the Seahawks sideline before that last play, and they were jumping up and down. It didn't matter if any fans were in the stands or not. It's just kind of like yeah. you're just doing it for your teammates. That was awesome to see that dumping up. That was great. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, I guess predictions for for this week. Who do you have winning? I I got the Seahawks. I think we'll put up another over thirty, probably thirty five again, and thirty five seventeen. Ooh, seventeen. That'd be awesome. Um. Yeah, I. Uh, I've gone back and forth. I think if anybody sees the predictions that we put up or I guess it's going up tomorrow on the website, I think I have uh, uh, the Seahawks losing. And I was talking to Cowboys site too. And I think I had the Seahawks losing, but then I've totally flipped today and said, I think the Seahawks are going to win. 
There's just something I, I just the way they're playing offensively. I, I think it's going to be 35 31 and they're going to win, but it's going to be just like last week. It's not going to be, you know, it's going to be great entertainment, but it's going to be excruciating to watch as a fan. Yeah, but Lee, historically, you never pick the Seahawks. So, that's true. you know, that's so. true. I, uh, <laughs> that year they won the Super Bowl, I had them losing every game. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I kept saying the defense the worst. <laughs> the worst secondary I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's our show. And, but Kevin, as always, you have the last words. Go Hawks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.